This is the WMSC interview of War Beast drummer Joey Gonzalez by Nick Perkel. Starting things off, how did you get the nickname Blue? Where did that come from? Uh, when I joined the band Demon Seed, uh, everybody was probably in their 30s, if not you know mid to late 30s, and I was about 16. And the the singer Big Jamie, he's like, uh, "What's your name, Joey?" It's like, "Man, we can't call you that. How about Little Drummer Boy Blue? That's what we'll call you." And that's pretty much it. <laughs> and it it never went away. Little Drummer Boy Blue. I've always been like the youngest out of everybody in the music scene down here, pretty much. I guess um, the guys in Demon Seed would tell the guys in War Beast and also Texas Metal Alliance, yo, you, you got to call this guy Joey Blue. That's uh, a rule or something. Uh, well, at once once they gave me the nickname, I, I pretty much started introducing myself as that because I never really liked uh, – my real name is Jose, and I don't mm-hmm. like going by Joey. So, I mean, I really got tired of hearing people saying Jose – wrong or pronouncing it wrong so blue seemed to fit a little bit better you got to visit the uk earlier this year just thinking about how your trip went what are some things that you realize that you need to bring in order to prepare for the upcoming war beast and down tour into europe well going over to the uk is kind of a kind of a hassle man because you're you're more than likely not going to be able to afford taking your own equipment so automatically you're not going to be taking like your entire guitar rig or my like my drum set. I'm not taking my drum set. You know, I'm not taking cymbals. If anything, man, I'm probably only gonna be able to take a stick bag, my my pedals, if that, and you know, my module and my triggers. And like I said, you know, that's all stuff I'm gonna have to carry on, you know, to either the plane or pack it in my bag. Uh, the the main thing that you need before you go is a, a power converter, an adapter, like an all-in-one that you can get them at, at Best Buy fairly cheaply but man if the power over there is ridiculous and you always have to be cautious of everything that you plug in because there's always a potential that it's going to blow up <laughs> it's it's kind of unpredictable over there uh as far as preparing man there's there's no preparing there's just get out there and do it i mean just you know be ready to 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 lose your ass on money because our dollars worth nothing over there, so, so you, you pretty much, it's like uh, it's like monopoly money. You go over there and you you trade to get euros and you get absolutely nothing back. So, it's pretty expensive. Yeah, you can prepare for that. Prepare to expend a lot, a lot of money. Can you describe some of your favorite songs to play from this new War Beast album? So far, my favorite is uh, probably War Beast, which is like you know the self-titled one, and it's just a. Uh, it's the only one we've played live, so I'm sure it'll change. But we just played it and unveiled it the other night, and it's just a blast to play. It's very involved for me. It's it's uh, I'm doing a lot more in these songs. You know, I've really gl- grown as a drummer. I feel so to just be having to you know, there's no there's no shortcuts in this in this new material. You know what I mean? It's all balls to the wall, 110 percent the whole time, and if not, it's gonna suck. So. War Beast is one, but there's one we haven't unveiled, man, that when you hear it, it's it's probably going to make you shit. It's pretty bad. It's insane. It's, God, it's like my favorite drum beats ever to play. So it's, it's pretty cool. And that one I think is called uh, War of the Worlds. But I'm not sure. I think it's a working title. Can you go on a little bit more about um, this title, uh, War of the Worlds? The point behind it is pretty much, you know, like, 
you know, science futuristic mankind fighting aliens type stuff. And the song definitely fits, man. It's absolutely chaotic as fuck. And, uh, you know, Bruce did a pretty good job on this album with his vocals, man. He's, his performance is absolutely top notch. He's definitely got some fun lyrics in there and tells a pretty cool story. I mean, it's it's definitely a lot of fun, man. And like that's that's probably one of the, the biggest things about this record is it's just it's fun. Like when you listen to it, it's you can't help but have a good fucking time and, you know, enjoy it. I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You know, it's not happy metal. But it's fucking fun, dude. It's a blast. Mm. Do you or Warbeast have any plans overseas after the shows in Amsterdam, Luxembourg, or Switzerland? I think we're going to try to maybe get some, some one-off shows on our own over there. Hopefully that the, you know, if, if that's uh, getting the reception that we want to get when we go over there. I'm pretty sure we're going to do fairly well. I think they're going to love the fucking beast. So, yeah, man, if we can, we're definitely going to try to do as many shows in Europe before we have to come home. Tell me about the songs you've been working on with Phil Anselmo for his solo album. Can you explain how the songs are sounding? Like, do they have a black metal, thrash, hardcore punk, or like stoner metal feel to the songs? Well, it's funny you say that. I recently read an interview that he just did, and he kind of said it best. You can't lump it into one category, but if you had to call it metal, that'd be sort of a safe assumption. It's definitely not black metal, but has some extreme feels to it. it it's extreme as fuck honestly besides necrophagia or, or christ inversion i think this is some of the most extreme stuff that he's he's done but it's not in those veins if you know what i'm saying dude it's it's so chaotic and cryptic and epic it's definitely a different monster two of the songs will be released on a split with warbeast do go on about these songs and do you drum much differently than warbeast and do you use any different time signatures than on the uh, Warbeast album? Yeah, actually, uh, Warbeast has been uh, trying to, you know, ex- experiment with uh, different time signatures and just, you know, n- nothing too fancy, but, you know, try to add a little flavor here and there. And as far as Warbeast being more straightforward, it's it's definitely different and, uh, you know, a little bit more straightforward than the Phillips stuff. Phillips stuff is, I, I guess, at first listen, you could, you could call it, you know, spastic once you start listening to it it, you can definitely get the groove of it you know it's uh it's it's meant to hit you in the face and to throw you off to really hammer you hard and uh, i think it does a good job of that we've been trying our best to you know add all kinds of different elements into the material both projects they just it's all 100 like i said before 110 percent, or it's gonna suck different styles but definitely both you know i have to be on my game with the new Warbeast album, has it been mixed yet? Just heard today that it's it's being mixed soon, and if not already, so that's uh, that's pretty good to hear about the schedule. It's it's right on our timeline, and it's uh, hopefully it'll come out when it's supposed to. And when is it supposed to come out? Man, I honestly do not know. <laughs> I, I'm just the drummer. They they sort of keep me on on the on the on a different loop, if you know what I mean. Can you explain the process on how much input you and your bandmates and Warbeast have when it comes time to mix the album? All of our mixing is done in Louisiana at the Lair in-house. So it's one of those things that they, you know, sort of get a, a mix of everything. Then they email it to us or something like that. I think it's emailed to us. And then we sort of have to listen to it. We start, you know, sending a CD to We meet up at practice, get a CD from each other and 
it's kind of a, a slow process, man, when it comes to, to that element, because, you know, no matter how many days you put into the mix, what it comes down to is, you know, are we going to like it and what we think? And there's always every, you know, five different sets of ears as opposed to two guys, you know, in a room uh, messing with it. You know, we're going to hear a lot of different things or be curious and have questions. And so it's it's kind of a, a you know, a slow going process, man, but it's it's definitely necessary and worth it in the end. In the past two years since Crush the Enemy has been released, what were some horror movies you and your bandmates in Warbeast saw that you enjoyed to the point of either writing songs about or having nightmares from? Honestly, dude, I can't remember one scary movie that I've seen lately that has been worth of even mentioning. I can't think of any off the top of my head. As far, uh, we saw the Three Stooges movie all together. That was pretty funny, but <laughs> I don't know if we wrote a song about that. We should have. I know that you got to go on a European tour with Hank Williams III. What were some of the better memories off stage? All I got to say is Amsterdam was fun, and I'll leave that one at that. And we also, we played a show in Belfort, France at the Euro Rockines Fest, I think. It was, the stage we played on was set up in the lake. So the, the, the crowd was on the beach and the stage was in the water and the green rooms were along the beach line. So we pretty much spent all day before the show chilling after loading, you know, and sound check on the beach, feet in the water, man. Just looking at this beautiful lake. That was probably one of the cooler moments. And jamming in front of 15,000, 16,000 people. That's pretty, I mean, I know that's on stage, but man, good stuff. Did you get to compose any tracks with Hank? No, but he definitely uh, lets me, you know, put my uh, style into, you know, he likes me to go off and uh, which is really cool. He gave me the CD. He gives me a template and, you know, he has the formula and I just learn the formula and then add my bits and pieces here and there. With you being a part of so many different bands performances as a play, how much time do you get to contribute to your band Demon Seed? Uh, funny you should mention that. I was actually fired from Demon Seed for being in too many bands in uh, probably, maybe man, I want to say like six, seven months ago. It's been a minute. It's been a, a quite a few months, and it's kind of funny because uh, Big Jamie was actually the one who uh, gave uh, Hank my number so I could go out with Hank. Wow. Yeah, kind of funny. He called me up one day and he he said uh, he said, "Hey, you're in too many bands. Fuck you." No, I'm just kidding. I love you, but seriously, we, we got to go on. I was like, I know. He's like, all right, and that was it. You know, it was real cool. I love them and I support them, and they're they're supposed to go back into the studio soon. So, be on the lookout for that, man. It's been too long for them. What goes on in your mind with you drumming? Is it like imagining a gunshot going off, a stampede happening, or a hurricane or something of that nature? I never really thought of it as a comparison to anything else, man. There's no way to describe, you know, it's it's just like a, I mean, I guess a rush when you're up there and, you know, people are fucking losing their minds. And, you know, that's probably the best way of, of saying it, man. It's just a rush, you know, maybe a, a tidal wave of fucking thrash, dude. And being over there, over the seas, like I said, you know, we've, I played to some of the biggest crowds I've ever played in my life so far, and hopefully Warbeast is going to do that. But man, when people are swaying and rocking the fuck out, and you see, you know, maybe close to two, three thousand people in a circle pit, yeah, that's that's a rush, man. That's a, <laughs> I guess that's a literal stampede right there. It's what it what makes it worth it, man. 
when you, when you close your eyes and you're drumming, is there ever a common image that keeps appearing while you're playing? No, but sometimes a common saying uh, don't, uh, that pops up in my head, which is don't fuck up. What would you say was the worst time you ever broke a stick during a live performance? And what did you do right afterwards? Oh, man, that's just immediately uh, – I've broken sticks. I've absolutely done a completely kick-ass drum roll and just let go of the stick. I mean there's been too many times where – I mean I've hit myself in the lip, the eyebrow, the nose, the ear, you know, your, your my wrist, my knuckles. Man, I've done it all on stage in front of big crowds on, on the Guard Tour, Destruction, Down. I mean – Dude, there's there's no fucking <laughs> there's no way around it. Whatever's gonna happen on stage is gonna happen. But the only only thing that I could say is that you know if you can recover, you can recover. Most of the time, I just laugh it off and you know grab a grab another stick if I can and finish the song. If I drop the a stick in a lead hand, I'll just switch hands and keep playing kick and snare until I can get back into the song. <laughs> Do you have a personal limit on how many sticks you appropriate for yourself for each concert when you're on tour? I try to take a, a good amount, at least, you know, seven to ten pairs, something like that, on tour. And then a night, I'll at least have, you know, I'll always have my stick bag right there with, you know, three or four pairs laid open. But on uh, on my kit, you know, just in case, you know, depending on which, which hand breaks or, you know, which, depending on which hand loses a stick, I'll have a pair or three sticks on each kick drum, stuff like that. So, man, probably about... 10 or 12 sticks at one point, maybe sometimes. I mean, I, I might only use two pairs during the set or one pair during the set, but, you know, better be safe than sorry. When it comes to your favorite bands, do they have your favorite drummers in them? For the most part, yeah. For my metal bands, I mean, you know, Dave Lombardo, Gene Hoagland. I mean, the the only one that's that's probably a freelancer that, that, that I don't really know of a band that he's in is probably Thomas Lang, which is... An insane drummer. Derek Roddy is another uh, great drummer that I'm a huge fan of. A, a lot of the bands that I like, they pretty much all have everybody that I would want in a band. Like I, I'm very picky when it comes to my metal and new metal and stuff like that. I, I'd rather explore and try to learn, do my homework and learn the history of metal and, you know, older rock and roll. Man, being from Texas, I'm a huge fan of, you know, Texas bands, Stevie Ray Vaughan's Easy Top, stuff like that. I know it sounds funny, but man, I, I, I kind of can't help it. What is your most prized drumstick that you've gotten at a show? Man, I, I, I couldn't even tell you because I, I think all of my prized drumsticks were stolen by ex-girlfriends. So. <laughs> so I saw Slayer, like I saw Dave Lombardo jam from the side of the stage and I was the only guy in Louisiana. First time I ever went to Louisiana to record and Kate, uh, she took me uh, to see Slayer, and I didn't get a stick, but man, that was probably just as good watching Dave do his thing from the side right there. I wish I would have gotten a stick. Never been able to hold on to one. Personally, what drumsticks do you like to use? Right now, I'm using a Promark 5Bs. Pretty good stick, I guess. Do you have any endorsements of yours that you'd like to mention? No, at this moment, I am not endorsed at all. Hopefully, somebody will be knocking at the door pretty soon. Finishing things off, when you're on tour, what is the one thing about Texas that you miss the most? Women and food. Home sweet home, right? What's your favorite thing uh, to eat in Texas then? Oh, man, steak, bro. We got steak. Oh, and we have killer Mexican food, obviously. 
dude, everything here in Texas rules. I mean, it, it's uh, it's hard to pick a favorite. I know when I got back from Europe, I, all I could think about was a giant burrito. <laughs> I was like, burrito, that's Mexican food, meat, real meat, beef. Just, uh, it's it's kind of, yeah, American food. Everything American is pretty awesome. Thanks a lot, man. This has been the WMSC interview of Warbeast drummer Joey Gonzalez by Nick Perkel.